Good morning. This is Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, Barb Lamson, and with me today are my fellow Master Gardeners. Karen Wright. And Harvey Hess. Hey, we are talking about something that we haven't talked about before, and we find interesting ourselves, and that's definition of horticultural terms. We're being introduced to new ideas all the time, and sometimes we're just not sure when we read a label or read an article what they're talking about. So Karen, let's start with you. Well, here's one I always have to go back to look at the definition for this. When I'm going to get a new plant, I'll see full shade, full sun, partial sun, partial shade, dappled shade. So I want to talk about those definitions because every time I look at a plant, I can't remember how many hours, so here we go. If you get full shade, they have less than four hours of direct sun a day. That doesn't mean no sunlight at all, but it's pretty much very limited. Full sun, you have to have six or more hours of direct sun a day, six or more. And then partial sun or partial shade, that's in between the four to six hours of direct sun a day. And then there's the dappled shade. So you say, well, what in the world does that mean? That's where areas where there's a mixture of sun and shade, generally because there's a deciduous tree, one with leaves nearby, and dappled shade is similar to partial shade. So just things that you should keep in mind when you're buying a plant to know right place. Sure, Dabble sure. means some of them filter through the leaves. and Right. So it's not direct. direct. It's just kind of nice, like I said, partial shade. Yeah. Well, that's very helpful. Now, Harvey, what have you got? Well, I have a trail camera. Yeah, tell me about you know. Now a gardener having a trail camera. Now what in the world do you do with that? I mine is uh, uh, mounted onto an apple tree. Okay. And I've got it facing another apple tree, and I'm I got some fence around there, uh, some trying to keep deer away. So does the camera and, actually keep the deer away, or do you run outside the house? No, that, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm seeing. I'm trying to see if the ah. fence is what I have around there is working. So uh-huh. I'm. Uh, we're looking for a deer and see if they get up there or not. The thing about it is, though, one day we got a coyote oh. come up in the yard, and I got a picture of a coyote, and then another time I got some uh, r- raccoons. So, Harvey, does your camera take pictures um, in any kind of weather, and whether it's uh, light or dark out? Right, anytime there's movement in front of it and stuff. Then. Does it? Is it wireless then? Is that yeah. how? Okay. Okay, yeah. and so you recharge it, or do you have to yeah. use batteries? You yeah. recharge it? Yeah, there's there's rechargeable batteries, I think it's in there. So you get an image, and then after you review it, you can you save the image? And then oh, yeah. Um, you can take a, uh, it's on a card, and you can put it in a computer, okay. and I can see them. Sure. All the pictures sure. on there. And it's continuous. And if it goes through the whole card, it'll start over again on the next one. And sure. And so now, just basically, I'm always interested in how much things cost because I can see this going on my Christmas list. Well, that was that was a Christmas gift, so I really don't know how much it was. But I, I think you can get them for maybe a little less than 100 or, or somewhere sure, around sure. there. And, you know, because people are using cameras like that more and more, I'm sure the price is coming down and they're probably better and they're doing more functions all and there's, the time. And there's different functions to it. My neighbor's got uh, an hour trails down below he's got a bunch of uh, cameras down there and so we see a lot of different deer and, sure. and stuff and sure. even when i go driving around there you know, i pop up on the camera every once in a while too thanks harvey for sharing that well my term i was reading an article and the term was genetic swamping hmm? 
genetic swamping. <laughs> and I said, too, that's the absorption of one species by another and through the hybrid, hybridization process. And the thing that I find so interesting about that is that we are losing the diversity that we have in many things. It's not just in the food we eat, the the varieties, but it's in the crops that we raise in our trees all the time. So if you read something about genetic swamping, you know, it's that absorption of the genes from one species into another and then loosing that that original. So when we talk about our native plants, uh, they're just not there anymore. But maybe some of their genes have been absorbed into something else. So another thing that you might read about is something that's host-specific. And I read so much about that with the monarchs because they're a butterfly that eats just one plant, and that is the milkweed. Well, if you'd like more information about anything to do with gardening, contact your Extension Service. This is Barb Lampson along with Karen Wright, Harvey Hess, wishing you happy gardening.